0: Bring something football-related bitch-fork, something quality to converse with Pup. You're basically the new Babs. Posts have no substance. We saw what happened to him. Just another notch in Pup's belt, along with Caucus J and Dum Owen. How many others? You'll be on the Dogman Freeboard before long, or returning to Hardcore Husky with your fifth off.
1: Another
2: one! Alright, wait be a bit. I'm out. Uh, you know, with Hitler, the more I learn about that guy, the more I don't care for him.
0: Maybe I could be like an announcer,
1: like a color man. You know, I always make those interesting comments during the game. Yeah, yeah, you make good comments.
2: The weather is perfect. The field is fast at the Rose Bowl for tonight's ball game.
0: Emergency Podcast it's a Monday morning and uh the morning after Michael Penix has announced he is uh, going to stay, come back for his 2023 uh, season. And, uh, and then Courtney Morgan uh, posted a, a uh, made a tweet today saying, indicating that he's making all these uh, portal calls and he's hitting gold one after the other. So guys, uh seems like uh, happy times are here again.
2: Yeah, this is the way to do it. You, uh, You have a, a, a real legit player announce that he's coming back, uh, for, you know, a senior year or one final hurrah. Uh, that's, this is how you do it. You don't, uh, you don't have a guy like Jordan Scott, who the fringe fucking NFL draft pick, announce he's coming back for one more year, only to, uh, go undrafted the next season. That was my flight at Oregon for the day.
0: Oh, I got it. <laughs> uh,
2: that's,
3: that's humor. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, I don't know if it was thought out. I don't think it was. I think I believe the story they said of like, uh, they surprised the team with it at the bank, like the team banquet at the end mm-hmm. of it. But I mean, it's definitely one of the pick me up after, you know, a, a bad weekend of, uh, of, uh, you know, our new high expectations being crushed by going to an Alamo Bowl. So, is he playing in the Alamo Bowl? I mean, he's coming back for another year. So, I mean, it's. Uh, I'm trying to think of what would be, uh, what would be comparable news because I would say, you know, this is. I I told people who are more casual Husky fans like it's five times bigger than a lock.
0: I mean, oh yeah, I don't think there's. Yeah. Uh, do you guys Miles remember gaping. when Napoleon announced that he was coming back, I, or is that too far I, back? Too bad, far back for me.
2: Yeah, I think I was eleven
0: <laughs> or twelve. So okay, so yeah, and I was how old was I? I was twenty-two or twenty-three, I think. But uh, the uh, yeah, so the thing with him, of course, we were going into our second year of probation, so we had we couldn't be on TV at or... Right. No, 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 they let us be on TV, but we, we couldn't have any TV money. We couldn't go to a bowl game for the second year in a row. They docked us 15 scholarships again, and Napoleon had every reason to go pro, and I don't know, maybe we maybe we duked him a little money. I don't know, but uh, he came back for his senior year, and that was a big pick-me-up. So, anyways, he had a, you guys don't he, remember he it, he so. had a
2: job at He had a job at Boeing or something like that. I think. Yeah, I'm not trying to derail got, us with that, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, pretty. Uh,
0: but much bigger than big Lockers, much bigger.
2: Yeah, yeah, much, huge much news. bigger. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, uh, I, I'd found out the news from our, from our text thread. Um, I didn't really. I was busy all day yesterday, so I, I didn't really got on my phone. I didn't really. Uh, do any surfing on uh hardcore husky or anything but uh yeah our friend John had texted in our our little text thread that you know Penix is back. Uh, let's see, yesterday at seven fourteen PM I was uh I was at I was at dinner at Applebee's in Burlington.
0: <laughs>
2: That's the big reveal. You're opening reveal. yourself
0: up to severe criticism, <laughs> you know. Oh
2: uh, Hey, hey, why, why Applebee's? Because uh, the kids, the kids always ask about it, and sometimes you just have to punish them once to make them quit asking. I like it. Applebee's, you know. <laughs> it, it, it is what it is, you know. But
0: uh, it's, it's not fine the, the dining. Thing is, but, yeah. like,
2: it, the thing is, is my daughter desperately wanted a steak for dinner, and there really was not anywhere to get a steak last night. So, uh,
0: okay, yeah, the trials—that's trials what everyone's of tuning in for. <laughs> <laughs> the trials of Skagit County. What about your son? What did he eat? <laughs> okay.
2: uh, uh, Jesus, <laughs> what did he have? I think he had a corn so dog and some French French fries or something. Yeah. <laughs> Panics! Panics! Uh, yeah, and then I turned to the family and I said, uh, hey, i got some uh, great breaking news for everybody today. And they go, what, what, what? I said, what would be something you would want to come back and you didn't think it was going to come back, but it is going to come back. It would make you very, very happy. And it took my wife like two seconds and she goes, Oh, I know what it is. And then she <laughs> starts whispering to my daughter's ear and she goes, and then she turns to me and she says like, I'm afraid I'll screw up his last name to the kids. <laughs>
0: Join the club. So anyways, I, so anyways,
2: you know, we obviously, we joked about that for about 30 seconds, but yeah, they, uh, the whole The whole table, the whole booth was happy about
0: it, so. And, you know, you combine that with the Deion Sanders news of being hired as head coach at Colorado, and it's a nice pick-me-up day for the Pac-12 and George Kalashnikov as well. Well, that would be another
3: of, like, the Pac-12 just can't do anything right. Like, (laughs) the conference actually has some, like, potential now. And they're gonna break it up. Like USC finally
2: has, <laughs> has the right coach, the system
3: set up so they can legally pay players and steal other players. And Oregon, the same thing. And Washington appears to have finally got it shit together. You know, Colorado is gonna be Washington goes most-
0: independent, Colorado bolts for the Big Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like. Right. Way to go! Like, right when the Pacto
3: finally figured, is starting to figure it out in the modern era. But so we're going to break it up, and then we're going to have this, we're like absolutely stupid Big Ten thing, which I like, where you know USC and Washington and Oregon and UCLA are traveling the country to just
0: stay, try and stay relevant with someone else. I don't know. I don't know that we'll be joining the Big Ten, but I don't. I'm not basing that on any inside knowledge, but.
3: I mean but either way, the Pac twelve the Pac twelve is, you know, finally kind of hitting its stride. I mean you'd even throw in like Jonathan Smith looks to have a pretty he could be like another Mike Riley in Oregon State and keep them yeah. solid for a long time. Maybe Dillingham works out at ASU. Team. Yeah. Maybe Dillingham works out at ASU. Uh Utah is uh uh you know, Utah's rolling, but <laughs> next year is next year is the last year.
0: And you know, we we might never in our lifetimes we might never see USC in Husky Stadium again. We're really getting far aflung from what we meant to podcast about today, so we need to reel it back in in a second. But uh, yeah, we, we don't. God only knows when USC will be running out of that Husky Stadium tunnel again. Playoff home game. Games in LA.
3: I'm sorry. The playoff home game. <laughs> <laughs> <The> play- <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'd like the Vegas odds on the future of Washington hosting a playoff home game at some point.
0: Isn't it interesting that Texas is ranked 20th, Washington's ranked 12th, Texas has four losses, we have two, and Texas is like a four-point favorite, three-and-a-half, the last I saw. Wow. Really? Yep. Wow. And the over-under was only 65 the last I saw.
3: Well, I mean, I think we already talked about, I mean, the pack. speaking of the PAC Twelves, great decision-making of, you know, they sign up for to send their second place team to a basically a road game in the big 12 every year. That's really hard to get to from like every, every city where the PAC 12 has teams, except maybe like Arizona, like great job, PAC 12. Thanks for, thanks for setting that up.
0: In fact, uh I the last time I went to San Antonio and I've been twice. And we had to fly from Seattle to some tiny airport in Canada, then to Dallas-Fort Worth and then uh to some place in uh, it, uh and and then uh, I don't yeah, that we flew to San Antonio, that's right. That was a long day of traveling. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, Yeah, I'm
2: already going to San I'm already going to San Antonio in May. So I, I'm not going to be going to San Antonio in December. Kind of sucks.
3: Yeah, I I think I heard I looked it up and there's one flight. A lot of those mid mid sized American cities like out of Sea there's there's one flight each way, direct every day. And someone already said I think they're already flo- sold out. That flight long sold out. The second you know, uh, yeah, that happens. So yeah, I mean that's. Again, we're we're going down uh, uh, a random gripe, but the Pac-12 <laughs> sending its second place team to where the third and fourth teams get to play in San Diego and Vegas. Uh, you know, you, yeah. you, you reward your reward your second place team with a, a road game at a Big Twelve at a Big Twelve team.
2: Well, it's the second and this, fourth though. place teams because the the fourth place will... team has to go to El Paso. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean it's, it's so bad.
0: <laughs> well, I will say that um the prospect of playing Tulane in the Cotton Bowl would not have been very exciting, but it would be like if we get a winning say, Cotton Bowl champs, that has a nice thing to it, nice ring yeah. to it. But in terms I'll I'll be more excited as the game approaches getting ready to play Texas than uh you know uh, the beating Texas would be pretty pretty sweet. A lot of the it's reason fun, because of the whole yeah. Sark thing, but
3: <laughs> it's a fun good matchup. I just don't love the uh, yeah. I don't love that it has to take place in you know was it like eighty miles from Texas's campus? Uh, no, you know absolutely. I, you I think I think they can't win, but I think that plays a role into why Texas is favored. Uh, and I don't. I looked at there's mm. They. Uh, I can't remember who we were trying to talk about—Texas or Phoenix—but never mind. I'll—I will I'll, I go. We—we we have another time where we break down the Alamo Bowl more. Oh, okay. Well,
0: I, mean, I, I guess I you
3: know. Yeah, but yeah. I uh, go ahead. I mean, it's Texas is. I, I think you looked at their four losses, and they were all pretty really close, including one Alabama where they lost by one point. I mean, Texas. Uh, as much as we laughed at Sark, they lost. Uh, which they lost all their games. They lost. I think were within a touchdown, maybe. And if uh, I think, yeah, a but lot so of what?
0: <laughs> the ni- the nineteen eighty eight Huskies were six and five and a really drab football team. They lost five games by eighteen points total. It's like so what? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to say, I uh, the Cotton Bowl thing
3: would have would have been nice. Uh, uh, <laughs> You know playing kind of like a team that you probably can just blow out because they need that after three straight big bull games against you know blue blood that were firing on all cylinders they they they're, they they need uh, all up <laughs> yeah I like yeah. To mix it up but they they need a they need a big bull game against uh you know uh a a patsy team for once. So We need a Georgia
0: uh, versus Hawaii Sugar Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
2: Exactly. God, I forgot about that game. Oh, four Hawaii uh, fans. Colt Brennan. <laughs> Colt Brennan. Pete. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I forgot did, about that, too. Shit.
0: Did he kill himself, or was it something else as an aside? Drugs. It's drugs. Oh, I'd, okay. Yeah. So, back to panics. Uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the biggest uh, I mean, – you'd have to think of biggest announcements even in Husky history. I mean, I think like hiring Peterson, hiring Neuheisel, uh and, and we're talking positive. I mean, negative is a whole right, different ballgame. But positive announcements, I think that would be in conversation for, like, number one to me with, like, hiring Peterson, hiring New School. That was a gigantic story at the time. Uh, yes. Yeah. And, yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's just gigantic. It opens up so many things. It keeps them from next year. I mean, it was going to be, the, as I call it, the, like, transfer portal court quarterback roulette. Like, even if you have someone who you, thinks going to be good – like you just never know. I mean, avoiding that, you know, or, or avoiding having to throw out like a freshman. Uh, there, there's endless possibilities. I mean, it makes it seem like there's a good chance. Especially the receivers are going to come back for another year, which is
2: huge. It's just,
3: it's a rare Husky po- purely positive thing that you didn't think was going to happen.
0: <laughs> so just just keep Jed Cohen away from all of it, right? Yeah, I'm I mean, get her her all your right.
3: Let's immediately start giving her all the credit for hiring a guy that me and Jimmy said they could have had on the radar after, you know, they lost to Montana last year. It's like a no brainer. Uh then he happened to be connected to this guy and probably did all the work to get him to come back. So let's give her all the credit and just start, you know, have a, a uh extend give her an extension and Hopkins while we're at it. Are you joking? Yes, I'm fucking joking. I, oh, okay. I,
2: <laughs>
0: you, I thought you
3: were serious. No, I'm making I like, fun what? of the like, work. I feel like, like softy, and people were like, you know, uh, saying basically what I just said jokingly, like serious about her with stuff. Where it's like, yeah, like Peterson hired himself. Hopkins ended up being a terrible hire. Uh, Deboer was like credit for hiring Deboer, but Deboer was like, you know, me and Joey were like like in September of last year would we'll be it. We're like, uh, if they can fire Jimmy Lake this year, that's the guy they should hire. Like it was obvious, uh, you know, but we, we, don't, we don't need well, to get her was, credit for this.
2: I was worried they'd miss out on a guy like that. You know, they would be stuck no, in the mud. We'd be stuck in the mud with Jimmy Lake, you know, for another year. You know, we, it was before the, uh, the Rocky incident at, in Oregon. And I was like, we're going to miss out on a up and coming coach. Like, you know, a guy like DeBoer, whatever, you know, like he'll go somewhere and like kick ass or something. And we'll just be wondering, you know, what might've been, you know, if we miss out on a guy like that, but.
0: Well, lest we forget that even as late into the season as mid October of last year, uh, Jen Cohen publicly and privately uh, was still wanting to, to work out with Jimmy. So, anyway, very true. And, anyways,
2: oh, and so, I'm not, I'm not is, denying. I'm not. I'm not denying to anybody that I had Campbell over DeBoer. So I'm not denying it. Okay? <laughs> Just
0: saying.
3: I, well, I, uh, I I'm not proud. You know, I'm not proud, but I did. Yeah, no, I'm not proud. I, I was it. riding
0: that Matt Campbell train, so no doubt. I don't think you know, but uh, as
2: is uh, as. I don't think he's as shitty as his four and eight record this year, but
0: yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm well
2: mightily happy with, with, with what we got. So
0: something's not right. If you're going one and eight in conference, so, so that's, <laughs> uh, again, let's reel it back to Penix. Um, <laughs> uh, I know, I know, I know. Uh, and, and it's, it's my fault as much as anybody else's here. Cause I'm going off on these <laughs> little tangents too, but, um, we you know, we didn't really organize anything. It was just like, okay, time for an emergency uh, podcast. Um, and, yeah, we're not used to, like, good news like this. And I tell you what, um, there's it really shouldn't be all that hard to get at least a really good running back, if not a great running back, to transfer here somewhere in America yeah. to come here. Who wouldn't want to be the featured back with this offense? You know? I Yeah, it makes
3: a lot of sense to me. I mean, you look that... I feel like he has got to put out a video of like here's the holes that pop over some of these plays where you're like Can a lot you of rose garden
2: shot, shots too yeah oh yeah yeah because well, I mean fam- I'm talking to- yeah sorry, sorry. Go, go ahead oh no
3: and I don't think it was just the offensive line I think it's just you know I was talking to people of why well, Pennix is so much more valuable than you know Locker and any cor- Husky quarterback ever just like. Yeah, when you have a guy who can hit guys in stride sixty yards downfield, any play uh, it makes yes. it really hard to def- really hard to defend the run. Like that's what everyone thought, you know, Ethan was going to be. It's like no, yeah, it's like you got to defend sixty yards downfield. You can't stack the box, and not only do you not stack the box, you got to be on edge the whole time. And then when you're throwing, uh, when the offense is so good at, you know. First, first, second, and third down—you never know what you're really going to see. A lot of the time, truly, that just for a running back that has to just be like insanely attractive. It's like yeah, you yeah, you you could easily get a thousand yards off of like not that many carries. Easy, Which,
0: easy. Yeah, it's for if, if what, to be
3: shit on him. Yeah, his stats, his stats were like. He averaged, had a pretty good per carry average and a lot of yards and touchdowns.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you put Wayne Telepapa, I'm sorry, post game warning slices, you put Wayne Telepapa as the feature back in the John Donovan machine. Uh, he's going to have, he's going to be 150 carries for 220 yards on the year, maybe a couple of TVs. I, I exactly. know, but that, that, that's what, yeah, that's what Willie
2: Dug is saying. He's yeah, saying, that's what I'm like, saying. That's you get why a you, guy you're like,
0: like Oh, I yeah, thought you were giving that, him credit for the for the really good no, yards per carry. No, but you meant in I, regards I'm to saying, the offense. Okay. No, yeah, I'm no, saying. I'm those, sorry. Like,
3: Yeah, My not bad. not literally Zach Charbonnet, but whoever the Zach Charbonnet is out there who's thinking a transfer, <laughs> you say this guy. I mean, Papa ran for like I think it was almost like six point something yards to carry. Had all these long runs, and you're like, could you imagine what you would be doing in this? <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, he's okay, but he like he, he gallops for forty yard touchdown, which is great. It sounds like I'm like hate him or something. I don't hate him at all. Um, but he gallops down the you know the field for the forty yard touchdown against Oregon. But let's face it, it looked like he was running a five five forty. You know, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, they they, they <laughs> have to be able to
3: find someone who's like look what look what you can do based on what this guy did. So that's very very positive. Very positive.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna well, something here. Oh, go ahead, Joy. I was just gonna
2: say, you know, you could come play in a good good offensive scheme, you know, like this and and you know, light it up as a running back. Or you can go somewhere, you can take really dopey pictures with a dopey coach and put up a, a symbol with your with your hands that looks more like a vagina than an O. Oh. <laughs>
3: wow. You could also probably, oh, get right. <laughs> you can probably get more yards. You could probably get more yards but less carries too and more touchdowns which would be appealing without, you know, I mean you could even go to a a good program but would you rather be at Washington where you're you're going to get probably a more limited number of carries and not have to beat yourself up or go somewhere where they're going to have to run they're going to run you 28 times a game uh, cuz that's what their offense is. Into the they, ground. they yeah, there's even a cool aspect to it I would think would be appealing to a running back of like, yeah, we're not gonna like just hammer you. You're gonna have open running lanes, uh, and you're you're gonna get like you're gonna get a good amount of ball, but you're gonna catch the ball, which will look good for the NFL. Uh and yeah, we're not just gonna meat grind you. Uh yeah, it, it's it it should be we finally reached a point where we have positivity where <laughs> You know, they have something good to sell. So I'm excited about that part, too. At, at,
0: and, and I'm going to yeah, cite something that, once again, though, you guys uh, won't be able to remember. But um, when Jim Weldon retired after the '80, or, excuse me, he didn't retire. He went from the Cougs to Iowa State in 87. And then the Cougs brought in uh, Dennis Erickson and – it was in '88 that Dennis Erickson went down to uh, the Rose Bowl, and the and the Cougs beat the number one ranked UCLA Bruins and Troy Aikman. And what made that season so exciting for them, though, is that Dennis Erickson brought in the one back, and he had a running back named Steve Broussard. And Broussard would be the perfect type of running back. He was, you know, he was shorter and everything. He was strong, but he was fast. Um, I don't and you, I don't know if you remember him from his NFL yeah. time. I think he was with the Saints, but um, and it they had a Seahawks really. Too. Oh, I vaguely remember that now. Yeah, they had the yeah. Chiefs had, really dy- dy- Coug- Coug- right. had a really dynamic. Right, uh, the coons had a really dynamic offense. And um, anyways, just so as soon as we were talking like that, I just thought, God, we need like a Steve Broussard type. You know, he doesn't even need to be an All American or whatever. Just just good, really good. He could be great in in terms of productivity. So,
2: uh, well, it's exciting. If anybody uh, has games, you know that they've taped that they can go back and watch. Like, watch how many times uh, there's a swing route open with the running back, Ooh. but but Penix has a wide open receiver. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of times where they they you know the running backs out on a swing route. And he's wide open. He could have five or six yards, you know, easy to pick up. But Pennix has a wide open, you know, O'Dunzi in the middle of the field for 20 yards or something, you know. It's, but I mean, it's, I'm pretty incre- thinking, it's pretty incredible.
0: Oh, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, but also I'll add to that. Again, not to beat up on Talapapa or any of our other current backs, but, you know, you have those swing uh, routes that are available and Penix hits them and you get the five or six yards. But if you had a really, again, just an above average back, you get 17 yards out of a lot of those, the way they were set Mm -hmm. up. And Mm -hmm. we just didn't have that this year. It's amazing that we were, like, one of the most, if not the most electrifying offense in America this year, and yet we were so deficient in the running back position. It's really something.
2: Yeah. Well, that, well, we had, we had the players, we had the players to do it. We had the players to do it. Uh, I mean, yeah, not the running back, but you know, we, had we had the players on the roster to, you know, to open it up, you know, the receivers at least. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: absolutely. And of
2: course the linemen, there was no transfers, you know, for the O-line. There was no, it's not like they hit the portal and found a, uh, you know, fucking all-star offensive line. I mean, they had the same players, same tight ends who, you know, Westover is an above-average tight end, but it's not like he's uh, fucking Brock Bowers, who should be the Heisman trophy winner. That guy's fucking ridiculous, but, uh, you know, it's not like they have some, some incredible tight end out there, you know
3: we mean, they have a walk-on.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. So, DNC just posted something here a few minutes ago, half an hour ago. It says, actual progress on the NIL front. And then uh, Motley Futures has a tweet, and they're calling uh, fans from Microsoft, uh, calling upon them to uh, start ponying up to help uh... – wow – they're they're going to the well. They're doing they're doing what we've been screaming for. Yeah, they're actually doing it. Yeah, yeah. Here's post game Orange slices with the first response. UW is getting its wow. shit together and lever- leveraging the local business business community, which is second to none. Let's fucking go. Yeah. I I don't know what uh, wow. What? <laughs> look at this. This is amazing. <laughs>
2: Uh our our friend uh our friend Michael just texted us a screenshot of Justin Flo, the greatest linebacker ever, entering the portal.
0: You wanna okay
2: <laughs> No, I just wow. I just let the uh, the I just let the organ shots just sink in, so you know, they, well, you're, they
0: you're greasing the skins for next next week's, uh <laughs> or the next the next episode where it's going to be a therapy session slash scream session, uh, scream therapy. These,
2: these, <laughs> it's you know, it's, God, it, it's going to be it, Oregon scream like, therapy. It, you know, it's just it's just these these players that they 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 bought that they got kind of you know, they got kind of scammed on or whatever. You know, it's just it's oh, just you. comical. It's
0: just you and funny. Willie have you and Willie have a massive I'm gonna use the word complex, but maybe that sounds condescending, but uh, you guys have a massive <laughs> issue with Oregon. But Washington's been so inept and almost uh I don't want to say corrupt, but they've just been so incompetent and um, arrogant, I think, over the years that I just, with each passing year, I just grew less and less angry with Oregon and more like, we can't even get our own shit together, so who cares what Oregon's doing? But you guys have held on to that rage. You've held on to no, that it, No, at and, uh, first,
2: no, at first it was at first <laughs> it was when you know it was it, you know we could it was at first it was they did everything, you know, they made every good decision. And we made every poor decision. And then yeah. within the last, like, the, within the last three or four years, it was basically a hype train. And they were ignoring their their good players that actually made a difference on their team. Um, who's the receiver? Uh, uh, Devin Mitchell or was it Dylan Mitchell? Dylan, Devin Mitchell? Dylan Mitchell, yeah. Dylan. Dylan Mitchell. Dylan Mitchell won that 2018 game against the Huskies. Gets no credit for it. I mean yeah. he he got a, he got open every fucking time they needed him to get open he won that game. Got no credit for it. And even some of the fans started to say like oh yeah, you were underappreciated here, you know. But got no hype, you know, underappreciated. And uh you know, that that's just that's just what they, they started doing. They started hyping, you know you know, shitty shitty players and and uh Getting getting these uh, overhyped recruits and and now it's now it's burning them. So, anyways, back to Penix. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Damn <it! laughs> I know I can do. I can pull a side and if nothing else, the whole thing might not land with anybody else in our audience. But Joey's going to laugh. So, <laughs> so I appreciate That's right. that. <laughs> The mail, it just keeps coming. They're coming. They're coming in another spot.
2: <laughs> You're a disgrace to <laughs> this badge. Uh,
0: this is your coat. This is your coat. Remember that? He was wearing Newman's coat.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay, back to panic. Yeah,
0: of course. Yeah, you had one, uh, you had one
2: problem. Everybody got their mail. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody's ever broken the fifty percent barrier.
0: <laughs> okay, right, uh, in, our, in our last few minutes here, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my! My announcement that B. John Robinson sitting out the Alamo Bowl would be an interesting headline to read was not met very favorably. It looks like. <laughs> L- Lewis M. to Washington even told me to fuck off so <laughs> okay well,
3: <laughs> let's hope it's a real headline a-, a real headline
0: <laughs>
3: you don't want to beat them at the- their best Uh, I don't know I think at this point right now I think I just want to win Uh, you know I yes I hypothetically prefer to beat them at their best but especially after the run of all the big games where they just kept getting like mm. the teams where nobody sat out and then they were really really strong. I I mean I don't know.
0: I I maybe I can right, Let down me ask to, you this. Huh? Half the Texas roster gets COVID and the Longhorns send a delegation <laughs> to Seattle to forfeit and we don't have to play and we win.
1: No. Do you take I it?
0: That.
3: <laughs> I mean I would take it, but. That's not preferable. I uh I'm I'm just No, maybe Being goofy. I'm so. gonna I'm gonna go down to Austin. and I'm gonna start uh trying to coax Sark into relapsing is what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna uh I'm gonna go find some young skanks and go go I mean, like find out wherever he is and just kinda hang out and offer him shots. Uh and you know. That's that's my, my goal. I want uh well,
0: quite literally on my old phone on my old phone I know I've still got a, a long long text thread with the late Delary that went on for several years and there were multiple times from like 2010 to 2013 that we would just literally be texting during a game and stuff would be going wrong and the, the other team's second string quarterback would be ringing up a career night and we would just Larry and I would be going god if we could just get like a you know, a a co ed to get <laughs> Sark, you know, with one of those cock shot photos and <laughs> text to a co ed or something and then it would joking, of course, if anybody's hearing this and thinks we were being serious, we uh, obviously didn't we're just completely joking. But it's just like it, it seemed like a, a, an ideal opportune way to get Sark away from Washington and um you know I don't even know why I brought that up other than I was triggered by something you just said there, but
2: it's your Papa derangement syndrome. Coming back
0: <laughs> you're, a hater, you're a hater. No, I mean, God bless him. He came out here. He was the captain. He's, being a, he's been a steadying influence, you know. God bless him. But, you know, enough's enough after a yeah. while. You want to see a, the right type of uh, athlete in there. So, that's all. So, well.
2: Well, so B. John Robinson is like uh, – he's draft eligible. That's why there's a question, right? And since he's a running back, he can sit out and and no one's supposed to care or, or whatever. Yeah.
0: Well, how much I is actually, Texas
2: – go ahead.
0: I assume he's going to sit out. I would be surprised if he doesn't. Uh, yeah. How big of a game is Washington to Texas? To tie in with this. I don't think it's a very big game. <laughs> I think
3: Even our, I think, give it our 12th in, ranking?
2: Uh, I think Texas is in one of those. Somebody wrote about it somebody wrote about it um, that I agree with. I can't remember. Shout out to whoever did it. Said they're in a um uh, they're in kind of a lose lose situation or whatever. You know, they don't really gain anything by beating Washington or whatever. Uh, But, you know, if they lost this game, that would be just a bad, you know, it would be a bad loss instead of a good win.
0: Well, you know. I mean, how excited would we be if we were facing a 12th-ranked Missouri? Maybe we could frame it that way. I
2: I think it's a good classic. Matchup between two schools. It's you know it's uh, if you took all the the second tier bowls. I mean this has to be like right at the top of the you know the matchup. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'd good, watch uh, it if
3: I wasn't a Husky fan. Yeah, I think it's good. I I, I just think the playoff and guys sitting out then that just kind of fucked up college football so much that where yeah if you're not like you're like. Ohio State's like, if we're not in the playoff, we're not going to the Rose Bowl. Like, I just think that <laughs> God. That's, yeah. that's changed that's changed things so much to where, no, if this was like, you know, 15, 20 years ago, which I'd say it's kind of like the last prime of college football, in my opinion, this would be huge. And I'm yeah. still super excited about it. Uh, I just feel like if you're a running back who's already been, you know, Already been locked in as the number one running back in the draft, pretty much uh, playing in a non-NY Six Bowl. I not, I would be surprised if he plays. Uh, he could lose so much money, but with
0: one knee injury.
3: Yeah, so I would be surprised. Uh, of course, since it's a husky, he probably will. And he'll probably he'll probably be up to carry the ball thirty times, and he'll probably have some random grievance because, like, I remember everyone was mad because. Might have just been the TSIO guys, but like when he was coming out of high school, like Bonaparte was like not even trying to recruit him, even though he was like Melee's teammate, and you know he's a he was you know technically in the Pac-12 territory, and like he he wasn't even like trying. I don't think Washington even tried to because they didn't think they could. So maybe he's going to have some random grievance where you know we find out that he really wanted to go to Washington, but no one ever picked up the phone and called there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's motor Popper told them we're full.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's my. He had. A, he already had. A, he already had. A Caleb, whatever his name is, or KV on Sunday. So he was like, "We don't need. Uh, <laughs> we don't need the top running back recruit in the country." So no, I. Uh, yeah, this is an awesome. You know, you love to see a team like Texas playing a team like Texas instead of like Missouri or Iowa State, which you or Oklahoma State even who you easily could have gotten this bowl and. I think, you know, it's against Old Sark, and Penix, it's a huge opportunity for Penix, too. I mean, it's the only bowl game that night. It's one of the last ones before, you know, people start to lock in for the NY6 and the playoff, actually the playoff, and you're going to get a lot of eyeballs that they can show up, and they can show up, and they can put up a ton of points the way I think they can, and throw the ball over the field. It's going to be huge for next year, uh, for their preseason ranking, and uh preseason Heisman stuff and you know the draft the twenty twenty four draft. So it's a huge opportunity for them. I don't think it's a huge opportunity for Texas is the thing too. Uh you know, I, I you know, especially you know say someone who's like already looking for this draft. So no I'm I'm r I'm super excited about it.
0: You know December 29th is a Thursday and most people would have that following day off from yep. work. So yeah. you there'll be a ton of a ton of eyeballs on this game. Yep, prime time. It's like an eight PM Yeah. Well it's not an eight people. PM kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> not me.
3: Well, I mean for I think it's central time zone. I think it's eight. I think it's nine on the east
0: coast. So that's I was just trying to make I, a joke there. So
3: <laughs> it didn't it
0: didn't land obviously. So
3: Well, it's good. There's been times. There's been times here in the Alamo Bowl I think kicks off like four PM. I don't know why when or why they changed it, but I feel like I've Remember years where other teams were in it in the Pac-12 and it kicks off at like three forty-five. Uh,
0: maybe that's on the weekend. Maybe if it's a weekend game. They kick it off earlier. I don't even remember what I was doing. I was in San Antonio once. I don't remember what it was for, but it, Nebraska was playing in an Alamo Bowl at that time, and there was just Nebraska fans everywhere. It was uh, well, oh, whatever. Anyways, so uh we got to wrap up here in a couple of minutes, so any, any last thoughts?
3: Uh, let's roll. Let's ride. Your- <laughs> let's ride. I don't got any more articulation. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess the only thing is i said say we finally hit a point where, you know, it just kept saying as a Husky fan you had this mindset where you'd always be like, what if you were like, God, what if they don't. What if, like as you were saying, like with Sark, like what if Sark just got like in a scandal, you know, in 2009 or 2010, when it would have been much better for him to leave the program? Or what if, uh what if New Heisel just takes the 49ers job and leaves after the Rose Bowl? And they, they, you know, what if all these what ifs? I think we finally hit a point where, the past year or so, the what ifs have been positive. We are like, God, what if Jimmy Lake doesn't? <laughs> what if Jimmy Lake doesn't hit that guy? Or what if they hire Matt Campbell? Like what if? uh Kind doesn't come back, the what ifs have switched, which is good uh you know that that's it seems like they're heading in the right direction
2: and
0: uh, well, gonna, we put up uh, with uh, thirty years of join- mostly
2: frustration, yeah, I was saying we put up with mostly thirty years of mostly frustration, so
0: uh, or twenty years yeah
2: i i would I would go all the way back, you know not. Not, just not trying to channel a big Dugman narrative, but you know the uh, the the sanctions in the early '90s. It just you know.
0: Well, we certainly underperformed a lot with Lambright. So, um, you know, there were a lot of seasons we could point to that you know we should have should have won ten or eleven games with the talent we had, and we only won seven or eight or that kind of thing. But. Um. Right, you know. I, I, I want to finish with one thought, though, because we were we were talking a second ago, a couple minutes ago, about all the eyeballs that'll be on this game. There's going to be a lot of people that have kind of heard the name Penix and maybe a little bit yeah. of the jokes and oh, they heard about the big Penix energy and stuff. Maybe they saw one or two highlights during the uh, ESPN on ESPN during the year. But there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be watching this front and center, and and if he does what he normally does and our receivers and everyone else is working together well and do what they've been doing, it's going to be like, holy shit, look at this team. Look at this offense anyways.
2: Yeah, you I yeah. just don't want – I don't want Grub to get, like, super cocky and want and to cutie. put him on, you know, the, the – yeah, don't get too cute and spotlight, you know, just just do your, you know – do your Bring thing, you, you know. <laughs> well, it's probably it kind of like, kind kind of like, you know. I know, I know. We we were kind of touched on the the Cal game the other day, but it was like, you know, they just t- they took what Cal gave them, and yeah, yeah. I never, I never had a feeling Cal would ever win that game. I know they made it a little. They made it dramatic at the end, but you know, Washington took what Cal was giving them, and.
0: Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, you know if that Washington was a sarcophagus. No offense, a Sark offense probably no the ball over the four ball. times that day. <laughs> yeah, I'm mean, saying I mean, a Sark offense, right? Right. Sarc- yeah. So well, yeah, like, I, that showed maturity. Watching,
2: uh, I was watching yesterday. You know, like, you know, a little, little off topic, but you know, like, it's I'm watching yesterday's Seahawks game, and I was like, I'm thinking. Russell Wilson probably loses this game. He probably like mm. I know I know he had all the fourth quarter comebacks, but the last couple of years he probably the the game wasn't really close. You know he probably there was another game there was a couple games this year where I'm like I bet he would have like they would have won this game by like two two points or like the Charger game. I'm I'm like he probably would have drove him down to kick a game winning field goal instead they you know, they beat them by two touchdowns, you know. Just mm. a difference, you know, some, you know, just little nuances can make, you know.
3: No, there's a good, uh, it's a good point. Like even against Colorado where I think most, a lot of teams would have tried to just get, to get Penix to throw like six touchdowns, uh, you know, I, did he not throw a touchdown that game? I think they just kind of focused. They were like, okay, we're going to give him some shots, but then we're going to run the ball because we can do that, get ahead, and then get ready for the Apple Cup. Like, I, I, yeah, that's I think that's a great, great point. I think hopefully they don't change, and if it shows up and they get there and they're like, Texas is like, well, shit, well, Texas, uh, Pennix isn't going to have a gigantic night, but we're going to be able to, you know, dink and dunk our, or hand the ball off and get a a win. I I hope that they have that mindset. And I think they do. I think all year we've seen that, you know, they've generally done whatever makes sense. Like you're saying like against Cal, Cal actually had a pretty good secondary. And I think was pretty clearly like, we're not going to get beat over the top, but you know, we'll give up weird sideways and and swing passes and run run, running plays. And uh, they just kind of wanted to get to the bye week. I feel like in that and get a win. So uh, Hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, you know, it's uh and we got three weeks basically now to just get uh Duke, Duke up for it. So uh, <laughs> this is good. and not and, and also not have to be stressed. So that's kinda of why I like the bowl games too, is because you know yeah. in during the regular season you're like It's a reward. oh uh, yeah, like regular season you're like, Fuck yes, beat Oregon then you're like all right, now we got to start. We got to start worrying about the Apple Cup, or even if you beat Cal, like, it's nice. <laughs> Bowl season's nice to have that little break where you're like, well, it's one game, and, you know, that's it. Like, you don't have to worry about, you know, the game that's immediately after it, which is the, you know, the gift and the curse of college football.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, that 12-game playoff, was, you know, a couple more years go by, and it's going to be expanded to 16, and then, I, I'm not looking forward to that, but that's another topic for another day. Absolutely so, not. Yeah. Sounds good. And I, and, and I hope they can keep some <clears throat> bowl games. We we don't need 58 bowl games, but it'd be nice to have a few that you still have these type of December 29th uh, matchups and stuff in a warm weather, warm weather place. But anyways, uh, this is a good place to end the podcast. So uh, gentlemen, we will, uh, we'll talk again, I guess on uh, Saturday, right?
3: Yep, sounds, uh,
0: sure. I can't do Saturday, but we can Oh, that's right. That. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, I mean,
3: we'll, hey, right, very soon. I don't care. All right. All right. I'm all right.
0: In. Talk to you guys Wait
2: later. later. Bye. Hey, bye-bye.
1: Thank you for listening to the Hardcore Husky Podcast. This show is copyrighted material. In other words, stop plagiarizing our shit, fuckos. So please tell a friend and rate us five stars on iTunes, especially you cheap bastards who don't donate. It's the least you could do. Yeah, I'm looking at you, creepy coog. And come join our fun at over at H- hardcorehusky.com. We've got Husky Football, Yellow Snow's Record Shop, and our notorious Tug Tavern, which is sh- which is a shit show of politics and strange nudes. And if you enjoy yourself and are ready for the next level level of cyber peyote, peyote, come join Swain's Wigwam. <laughs> I'm gonna have to read this over. Sway's Wigwam, yeah. Sway's Wigwam at Navajo Nation's gift to college football. It's also the official private club of hardcore Huskies. We're talking boobs, guns, and inside information, all for the low low fee of $129 a year. Come join the fun. After he did that one, but.